Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Last podcast. This is Rick Roberts. Today we have twice as much show for you because we've got two extra guests in the studio. I will talk to them in a second about an incredible, incredible thing going on here in Nashville, Tennessee that you can be part of in a few different ways. And it all involves a Guinness Book of World Records and stand-up comedy. So that's going to be really cool. We'll talk to the fellows here in just a second. Gavin, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good. Gavin's working all kinds of microphone cords and mics in here today. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Thanks for those iTunes reviews and the ones on Stitcher as well. I'm going to read you here a quick one from the iTunes. This is from Steve Jerk. Who <laughs> <laughs> left it on January 6th. Thanks, Steve Jerk. Sorry, you can't be that bad of a guy if you're leaving a review, right? Uh, Steve says, Rick consistently delivers, delivers helpful advice for aspiring comics and has great guests on the show as well. A must-have in my collection. Nice. All right. Today, so. That's pretty cool. Thank you, buddy. Now, we've got uh, a lot of great, great things to talk about today. Uh, at the end of this podcast, we'll get heavy into a big Guinness Book of World Records opportunity for you guys to be part of. And we're going to talk to the two guys that are, have put that together here. Yeah. And so welcome to my guest, Chad Ryden. Thank you very much. America's favorite comedian of all time, Chad Ryden. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. Undisputed. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. just the funniest man alive. Oh, no. I don't claim that at all. That's not it. And we've got DJ Buckley. How's it going, sir? Oh, it's going great, Howard. It's... It's okay. It's I don't have as much credit as Chad. I don't have anything. Yo, make up a title and you've got it. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to take a title. I don't. Want, oh, no. I don't want to make up. Oh, no. He's the funniest guy wearing a cross thermal T-shirt design. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mid sentence, the, the depression kicked in. He was like, yeah. Oh God. He was yeah. so excited until he got it's, halfway. I was like, Oh life. no, the lack of credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that won't last very long because I know here in another yeah. month or two you might have a nice. Big credit to add to oh your list. Gosh. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But I kind of want to let you guys know a little bit about the Nashville scene we have here. I know we've got pockets all around the country that listen to the podcast, and and every scene's a little bit different. And but I think a lot of scenes go through the same process of trying to get something going. Yeah. And once you get it going, keep it going. Yeah. And Chad's been running stuff here in Nashville, different shows on and off for almost twenty years. No, it, God, it, no. Uh, <laughs> 30, thirty years, you say? About fourteen years. Wow. And you're able Jeez. to be the funniest man in the world after only 14 years? No, you got to stop saying that. Uh, <laughs> James Gregory is the funniest man in America. We funniest, all know that. You're the funniest person. Now, no, America's I'm favorite. America's favorite comedian of all time. AFV. Afcoat. <laughs> okay. I've already worked this out. There, see, there was a poll on the internet. It was America, who's your favorite comedian of all time, dot com. And I won. It was crazy. <laughs> um, now, since then, the website has changed focus. It's become chadryden.com. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, that poll's still there. And thanks to all those God fans for all it. those yeah. years ago for really doing that before I ever even did comedy once. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I thought 20 plus years because I've known you since you were doing comedy the day I moved to Nashville, oh, but, yeah. but, which is about 13 years ago. So you yeah, must have well. maybe started out right kind of around 90. I mean, 2000. Two, fall of 2000, yeah. Uh, the week after the election, November 2000. Okay, so that's that's a good chunk of time, though. Yeah, yeah. 
And you've put on uh, numerous shows around town here and ran the NashvilleStandup.com website for a good chunk of that as well. Yeah. So A.J. Sullivan started that site, I think, 1999. And then I picked it up. When he moved away, he moved to Bosnia. <laughs> he's doing choice. way better than all of us. So. Funniest man in Bosnia. Yeah. yeah. He, he's built an empire over there, a media empire. And he, he's like, you're a nerd. Here, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure. So... Uh, you know, just try to build a sense of community with yeah. the thing and put up a calendar and comedy comedians' bios and list shows and stuff and just try to start a mailing list and a online message board before, you know, people were doing that all on Facebook and stuff now. But right. um, all that stuff just kind of helped us solidify what we were doing as but a team. Even with, even with Facebook and, and all the, the messages and stuff, the, the website really helps focus it. You know, it, it's much better to check out that website because it has a lot of detail. Yeah. So it, well, because I'm trying to take you know somebody posts a flyer but not a, a show event or right. whatever, so I can just take that all and just dump it into our Google Calendar and yep. be like, here, it's all here. It's all there. Yep. Yeah. It's a great site, and for yeah. you guys out there that have maybe two or three open mics in your town, and, and people are always trying to promote individually, uh, spend a couple of bucks, get a website going, get your domain. You know, yeah. you know, just like Nashville stand up, it's so easy to remember, and then everybody can be pitching yeah. in and cross promoting constantly. And I know you you have. Uh, the newsletter list. How many subscribers have you got on that list over the years? Oh, you know, I just purged a bunch that were just dead email. <laughs> sure. So I, I, I about I would guess like fifteen hundred or something like that. It's not really a lot, honestly. It's not, but it's all people who are one hundred percent focused. Th- on those are people yeah, yeah, who yeah. said like I care about local comedy and I want to come. So yep. it's like that's you know if yep. I had fifteen hundred people show up for a show, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> right. So like that's you know that's sell drinks. Cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the advantage of that email list, and we've talked talked about it before, but if you post something on your Facebook fan page, 8 to 10% of people that are like that page will even see what you're posting. True. Yeah. And so with the email list, 100% will get the email, yeah. and you can check your open rates to see how you're doing with that. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes down to really promoting something hard and heavy, you got to have the email list. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a numbers game, exactly like going to a bar and trying to talk to women. <laughs> you know those guys that talk to a 1,000 women and then two of them don't kill them? Right. Like that's, that's what it is with comedy promotion. You just yeah. try your best, and then, you know, maybe two people will give a crap, and yeah. then you've got, you, you know, it worked. Yeah. yeah no, no, it's, it's great. I mean, when I first started looking into the scene, all of a sudden I literally typed up, Nashville stand-up and that was the site that came up because yeah. I was like I'm in Nashville I want to do stand-up that was the site that came up and it, it, it was super helpful helpful at first some people were really um, suspicious because they're like I'm not gonna put you on my show why are you promoting it right and I'm like well if if we just if everybody knows about everything <laughs> then we raise the bar and if we all look good right then yeah. it'll help everybody and if, if you have a brand like you know it just it just helps make everything easier and then so after a while people are less suspicious where they're like oh you know thanks for promoting this thing I'm never ever gonna put you on it's like okay you're welcome you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's you just have to and if you, it's it's all giving back anyway right, right so yeah. the more love you give the more you get and yeah. it'll be it all evens out well I think it's important for people that, to remember that if if the scene is healthy there's more opportunities across the board absolutely so what's Ch- what's Chad has done with that website is kind of get the scene in one focused place yeah and then you know I'll, I'll see stuff I'm like oh I should share that and it's yeah. easy to share and you do a great job tweeting stuff out on top of that, and it it just gives every, all boats will rise. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you know, and that's an argument I used to get in with condos all at condos all the time with other comics. They'll, they'll be looking through like who's coming up to the club and like another hypnotist. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's July and August, and yeah. nobody's coming to the club at, and except for to see something like that. Right. Yeah. And that keeps the club alive for two or three more months. To 
until the people keep coming back in to see guys like you and me. So wh- whether it's a prop comic and you don't like prop comedy or a magician or yeah. whatever, uh, I mean, tons of guys hated Carrot Top back in the day. <laughs> yeah. When I was doing comedy, yeah. there's Jay Medicine Hat was in the clubs, <laughs> and there's all kinds of crazy stories about him. But he would do two weeks back to back at clubs and sell out all the shows. You know, I heard the same thing about Cable Guy, where he would book himself as mm-hmm. Dan Whitney and then book himself as Cable Guy and do two solid weeks and travel half Jeez. the time. And that's the best way to do it. Oh, and crazy. That's great. I know. That's oh. like a triple win for the club. <laughs> they don't have to pay for travel twice for the the headliner. And then they've got the headliner building momentum for the next week and, the, and the people coming in. So never be afraid to promote somebody else. I mean, you yeah. got we talk about coming from an idea of abundance, like there's enough for everybody instead right. of, oh, my gosh, there's only enough yeah. in scarcity. Give it away, get the word out, and, yeah. and get on it. So if you got somebody in your group in your town that's good on the web, you know, kick them a few bucks. Everybody chip in and get a site up. Yeah. I mean, a basic domain name's not that much, and WordPress themes aren't that much. And yeah. It's all, all so affordable. Yeah. yeah. You, you can have a website for $0 and just spend yeah. time on it. And as yeah. long as you have content, like, that's all anybody cares about. Yeah. Right. And you yeah. can put up some Google ads and whatever, maybe yeah. get a couple of bucks tripl- trickling in. Yeah. You got a tip jar, too, don't you? I do, yeah. I've had, like, a little PayPal tip thing, and yep. every once in a while, somebody will... Drop a hundred bucks in that, and I'm like, "Hey, whoa, what's <laughs> going on?" You know, but you know, but it really helps. Though. It's crazy. Yeah, I used to have Google Ads on all my sites, and I just took them off because I realized I was getting. They only cut you a check when you hit a hundred bucks, and uh. I would get like a check like every eight or nine months for a hundred bucks, and that's that's not insignificant. Right. But at the same time, I was like, okay, the trade off here. I'm watching my page load, and sometimes those are hanging it up. Right. And yeah. I'm like, I just don't care about this. Yeah. Like, that's I, I'm making enough money. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You haven't hit the point of like where it really counts. Yeah. Know? Yeah. If I was getting hundreds of thousands of views every day, then it's like, right. okay, maybe I should throw some advertising back up on this just to exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you yeah. on that. We, you know. We've kept it off the school of laugh site because it's just kind of, it's just distracting and, yeah. you know, the focus is on comedy and I haven't really found too many ads that I would want on there anyway. Like, I'd want them to be valuable to the listeners. Right. You know, maybe it's equipment or something like this that I'd say okay to, but you're not always in charge of that. No, right. You, yeah. you can you can choose what not to appear on there, but you can't specifically say I only would like to have podcasting equipment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd have to go individually and find a sponsor for that. But anyway, uh, that website's NashvilleStandup.com, and it's a great uh, template for you guys out there to think about in your different cities. Yeah. And, and let us know if you do hook one up, and we'll promote it on the show. Oh yeah. And let people know about it. Um, one thing you guys are, are good at doing uh, is putting on your own shows. Not at the, the main comedy club in town, but finding different venues, and more often than not, making it a book show. Yeah. Uh, although you do both, um, tell you know from your perspective the advantages of of either over the other. A book show versus a mic. Yeah. Uh, well, I like having both because then you've got opportunities for everybody. My favorite thing in the world is to see a dude or a lady uh, get <laughs> or a up. Dude, that looks like a lady. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Mr. Get Jenner. up and do stand-up comedy for the first time ever. That's my favorite. And I, you know, I always go shake their hand and buy them a beer and say, "Keep coming out, no matter what," because I think that's the coolest thing ever. And then, because that's the hardest part is, you know, getting it together to get up there for the first time. And then after that, it's like, you know, it's so much easier or worse. But that's (laughs) the first hurdle. Yeah. And I love seeing that happen. And so, like, you gotta have open mics and opportunities for people. And I like providing those. And then even my book shows, though, like I like to have bucket spots. So I'll, I'll book stuff. At Z- I'll sometimes do like a monthly show at Zany's. Uh, well, whenever they have an empty night that mm-hmm. they don't have any, they don't care about. Like then they'll throw <laughs> it my way, and I'll throw a national stand-up showcase up there. Well, I like to have a, a bucket spot just even for the illusion of opportunity. And then if somebody's there, and I'm like, oh hey, want to go up? 
then you know they can do five minutes right. or whatever. But I like uh, all, all my book shows have some little wiggle room like that where it's like, okay, if somebody's here and they're supporting the show, or if somebody drifts in from out of town, like there's a lady in town tonight who is super famous and she's doing a a, a college show in Clarksville, and then she's in town tonight and has nothing to do, so she's gonna go do some mics <laughs> and stuff. So if I have a show, I want to be able to put somebody like that up. Yeah, uh, that's cool. You know, um, yeah. So like th- that that's good to have. But I I do like the the book shows because then you've got something for people another step for people to strive to. Mm-hmm. So I've got a show in Nashville at Dino's. It's just a, a tiny little dive bar in Gallatin, and they've recently redone it, and it's nice. But um, it's just a show I throw together once a month, and I do book spots, but I also have bucket spots. But if, for somebody who just does open mics, and they've never done anything else, and maybe they've been doing it for six months or something like that, to, to go up to them and say, hey, you're funny, I've seen your improvement, do you want to do eight minutes on this thing next month? They, you just see their eyes light up, where they're like, "Yeah, yeah. it's it's a they've been af- affirmed." Yeah, yeah, it's and a they, big and deal. Then, yeah, and they they care. And then like, if you can give them some money for that show, even if it's five bucks, yeah. or ten bucks or something, then they're like, oh, "I just got paid to do comedy." You know, like, it just blows their minds. It's yeah. so crazy, and I love doing that for people. So like, and then I'll use that that show as like a way to to test people out if I haven't seen them. Outside of an open mic environment, so mm-hmm. like if somebody from Memphis or Knoxville hits me up online and they're like, "Hey, I want to do your your weekly show at the Easter Room, my Spiffy Squirrel show," well, I care about that and I want it to yeah. be a quality product. So if I haven't seen you, like you know, I have no idea. I'm like, "Yeah, come do this other thing at this other bar," and if they show up and they do that and they behave themselves, then I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> all right, maybe I can trust you with this other thing." Yeah. And so it's a nice way to have little stepping stones that are completely artificial and made up by me, but no, at least but it helps. It, it yeah, it's it something helps. that people can actually work towards a larger. Yeah goal. Yeah. Well, it, well, I mean, yeah. it helps you, but it, it's uh, it's obvious as you're talking about it, it it's really for them almost, you know. It yeah. really helps them yeah. a lot because th- you're giving them the little steps to get confident. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's the fear is like, you know, you have done the open mic thing. You made that 10-foot hurdle. Yeah. You know, and then it's like you said, you know, if you can toss them a little bit of money, maybe they'll all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, I just got paid. I gotta, I gotta get really good and yeah. I gotta focus. There's potential. Yeah, yeah, and there's potential and maybe I could do this and maybe I could... Maybe could I do a half an hour? Yeah. Like yeah. you nope. know, and then all the, yeah, <laughs> the answer is no. Not, <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> yeah. not yet, you know. But then you can, you know, you, you work up to that. Yeah. You know? Well, there's people like I've I've tried to like what I do with the Spiffy Show on Sundays. Like I book out of town guys that I've met on the road or doing a little tour, and I can bring in. But I also want to have locals on there every show. Yeah. And you know, get people to learn how to do and pace themselves for a 15 minute set. Right. And then let them do 20 minute, and then a 30 minute. And I've asked guys, hey, do you want a headline? It's just a 30 minute spot, and they're freak out. Like I, I I don't have 30 minutes. I don't I can't headline a show. I'm like I'm not asking you to do Carnegie Hall. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not filming an HBO special. Nobody's going to care. Like, Come and try it out. We'll tape it. And it's not going to be perfect, but you watch the tape back and you rearrange your bits around. You figure it out. You cut stuff. You add stuff. And then next time you do it again, and maybe after you do this three or four times, you can put together a 30 and then start marketing yourself as a guy who can do 30 minutes. And then people are like... Okay, but I'm still scared, you know. <laughs> or the flip side of that is, I got, I got it five hours of material. You can't make me. I can't do oh, five minutes, you know. It's, yeah, it's always one or the other. It's <laughs> yeah. always I've got all the time, yeah, yeah, or yeah. I've got none. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody stay seated. I got ninety. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> but but it's it's a good outlet to have people do that and then realize like uh, Brad Hinderletter is a guy in town and he's getting work at Zanies and other places around the region. But he had never done a thirty minute set before before I put him up on my show and he was freaking out about it. I was like, dude, like I've seen you. I've seen you do multiple 10 to 15 minute sets that are different material like I know you've got it uh-huh. yeah just do it and then he, he he did it and I'll never forget like he 
it was about like 28 minutes. He's like, how am I doing on time? <laughs> and I was like, you nailed it. Just wrap it up. And, and, and he finished out strong. And, and he was like, I can't believe I did 30. I'm like, you're the only one. You're the only one who couldn't wrap his head around the fact that you have 30 minutes of material for doing comedy for whatever it is, eight years. I don't know. It's funny. He he looks so calm and relaxed on stage. You would never know that that's all jumping around in his brain. Well, because the greatest comics hate themselves so much (laughs) and are sick of everything they've ever said on stage and they never want to do it again, and that's why they're great. Like, David tells like that. (laughs) Yes, very much so, yeah. That's hilarious. I was going to say, I have five minutes of material and 25 minutes of just crying silently to myself on the mic. Every time I get Get ready to do a show. I look at my set list. I'm like, oh, I thought I wrote way better stuff than this. Yeah. Yeah. What so have I been dumb. doing with my time? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? When did I decide I was real dumb? Yeah. 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 I, that's funny. I, it's, speaking of timing out your shows, I, was, I had a show yesterday afternoon. And when I got home, I, my son was asking me how it went and how long it was, and, and he asked, "What happens if you run out of jokes?" Yeah. Which is a good because it ha- you know Legitimate. I said I said it happens on your bad shows. I said it never happens on your good shows because you could do. 45 minutes material in 30 minutes on a bad show because nobody's laughing for the other 15. (laughs) And then that's when it like strikes fear in you. I said, but a good show, you can do 30 minutes material in an hour. Yeah. You know, and you're having fun and they're laughing twice as much. I said, so it's one of those things I try to think about. Thanks for bringing it up. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's in my head. Yeah. But it it was funny that he kind of thought about that. Like, you know, what if you run out of jokes? Uh, Yeah. And then when you first start, sometimes you're doing every joke you've ever written because you've only written five minutes worth. You know, and it really. Having those spots where you move up from 10 minutes to 15 or 15 to 20 kind of shows you, like, you need, you can't just rehash the same stuff all the time. you got to keep adding stuff. And once you get your 30, you realize only 10 of it's any good. Right. you got to get 20 yeah. of it and start over with it, you know. Yep. It's a constant evolution. So yeah. it's great you're providing those spots around town. And, and how do you work, um, how do you work to pay for the out-of-towners? Are they willing to do it for free sometimes? or A lot of times, I try not to let anybody do that, though. So, like, I, I charge five bucks at the door. Yeah. I figure if you don't have five dollars, you should leave the house right <laughs> but um and there's got to be some sort of barrier to entry so they feel invested in the show I'll yes. believe that 100%. Yeah. and then uh but other than that like i'm not trying to make a lot of money i don't care like so i'll do like an 80 20 split of the door so I'll, I, sometimes i'll say that sometimes i give the comic 100 percent of the door if it's a squeaker and i don't like i'd never want anybody to walk out of there without getting 100 bucks as a closing act <laughs> even if they're local and so like if i can do that that's good but i'd, I'd rather you know it's, it's almost a door deal all the time with a guarantee for certain people depending upon what they need. You know, so I've bought hotel rooms before. I've set people up with Zany's condo. Like uh, They've been so nice to let me yeah. put my comics <laughs> on my bar show in their condo. Yeah. You know, so crazy. Or put them up in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, either way. <laughs> Um, but then always try to have some sort of guarantee, and you know they sell merch and stuff like that too. But yeah, a couple hundred bucks goes a long way. But th- th- what kills me is like there'll be a tour of five guys or ladies, and they're all in a car together or a van, and that's like a band to uh-huh. me. Yeah. Like, how do you make money on the road? I'm giving you all hundred fifty dollars. Right. How you divide it up? Yeah. Is, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But a lot of these guys, like it's an independent. There's a little independent circuit of guys that do shows exactly like mine. So you can do a, a tour of okay. the whole Southwest, uh, Southeast. <laughs> That's where we're at, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and and do like a twenty date, thirty date tour okay. of one nighters, just like, exactly like my show, where it's like the little uh, tiny independent room, right? And sometimes turn a profit, but sometimes not. <laughs> yeah. But it depends upon how smart you are with your routing, I think. And, right, and how much crucial. merchandise you have, yeah. and how many people you have in the car. Yeah, yeah. you know, no doubt about yeah. that. A lot of carloads of people. <laughs> yeah, out there for sure. yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, DJ, talk to you for a minute, buddy. How long have you been pursuing this stand-up? Uh, 
Two years coming up in February. That's wow. that's not very long at all. How do you feel no. so far? Two years into it. Uh, I'm I'm still hopeful, and I can tell <laughs> because everybody who's been in it longer is like, I don't know, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get your start at one of Chad's open mics? or um, It was at uh, the Mercy Lounge mic, which doesn't exist anymore. But, yeah. Chad's uh, Dino's was my bur- first book show. For, wow. Yeah. First time you got some dollars? Uh, I don't think I paid. No, I don't no, pay no, anybody no. on that. No, okay. Because I don't charge a door. It's totally free, and maybe I'll buy you a beer. But I, I got you. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So two years in, how much, uh, like, what... Well, if I said, I'm going to pay you to do your best set, would your best set right now be five minutes or seven minutes or 10 or 15 or 20? Where do you feel at? Um, I can do 15 or 20, uh-huh. probably. Uh, for what crowd, really? Because unfortunately, a lot of my stuff is really alienating. <laughs> for, for for some crowds, I I can make them love me. So for some crowds, they're going to want to fight me in the parking lot. <laughs> well, we went to Huntsville together a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and that was a great show. And he just destroyed and did like what like fifteen minutes or something like yeah. that. And like the he was on stage for five minutes, and the booker came up to me and he just put his arm around me. He was like, "Thank you." <laughs> I was like, yeah, see, like there's great guys. You just have yeah. to get to know them. Yeah, you know? that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was sort of in it a little longer. I actually took your improv class in 2009. That was a while back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I thought that I thought you'd started then, but you waited a little while before you got into. Oh yeah, up. I did that, and then I took a break for a while because me and a buddy of mine were in Murfreesboro, and we just sit around and write jokes and then go, let's go to one, and didn't for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that hurdle you got. It's yeah. A, it's, it's a big hurdle. That first, first one's one, hardest. Yeah. It is. I mean, I've I told the story a million times, but it, I didn't even know that I was going on stage to tell jokes the first time I went. I thought it was a place to play guitar. So, <laughs> <laughs> And if, if I'd known it was a comedy, I never would have gone. I wouldn't be sitting here right now and yeah. 23 wow. years ago. Like, it's crazy. Like, that... that would have just prohibited me from going. Just say it's a comedy night. Yeah, yeah. no way. Yeah. But I got done. The guy goes, "Hey, did you know it was a comedy night?" Go, oh, <laughs> boy. But all the comics were like, "Hey, you got the hardest one out of the way." And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I guess I did." So I was, can't, I was too dumb and just yeah. kept coming back. <laughs> yeah, we, we all agree. <laughs> to let me stop. Dude, no. That's crazy. Mine was at one of the the East Room uh, shows on the Tuesday night here. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. Oh, I, I was praying. I was sitting down in the chair waiting for my spot, and I was just praying that some medical condition would happen to me. <laughs> so it would literally strike me down. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't praying that it would happen to other people. I was just thinking, yeah. I hope my heart maybe explodes, like, inside my own body to, like, you know. And everybody in the so, crowd was thinking yeah. that way after you got done. <laughs> yeah. I, hope it does. Yeah. I hope that happens for you, Gavin. Yeah. So, <laughs> yourself out. It is tough. Well, cool. Well, now, I'm going to want to get into this Guinness Book of World Records because this is something that I was aware of the old one because they made a pretty good publicity mm-hmm. um, around on that. And I actually knew a guy when I lived in Ohio who was the, he had the longest individual stand-up comedy show oh, wow, yeah. uh, oh, wow. at the time, Mike Veneman, and this was probably back in mm-hmm. 90, uh, 98 or 97 or something. And it's a, there's a process to be – let's talk about the process first. Yeah. Uh, to be recognized for a Guinness Book of World Records, there's an application process, obviously. Yep, it's all online. And then they have to send a representative. Yeah, so they send a guy and he babysits us. <laughs> yeah. And so you do you have to do you have to pay for his travel there or how does that work? Oh yeah, we have to pay travel, uh, hotel stay. Yeah. Uh, we really hope we can just have somebody pick him up and him crash somewhere, but I know that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're they're paying for premium. Yeah, lodging yeah. I believe. 
Oh, I'm sure they will. So, <laughs> it's so you, expensive. So you, can you give guys and like a, a ballpark? I mean, it maybe starts different? at $8,000. Yeah, that's okay. $8,000 just for him to come out, not including anything else. Yeah. Not including Jeez. like plane tickets, hotel stay. And we'll probably need two guys, so it'll be twice as expensive since this is 24 hours a day for eight days. Yeah, let's yeah. tell them about it. So the, so the old record was three the days. The current record is three days and eight hours. Three days and eight hours. I believe yeah. 80 hours, is that right? Yeah, 80 hours. It was unofficially broken. Uh, last year in London, somewhere in the UK. Yes, but, but they didn't get their paperwork right. Yeah, or something? The, yeah, some like some technicality prevented them from taking the thing. Yeah, okay. But we would have beat that one anyway. So oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's currently owned by Jamie Masada and the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles. Wow. And he's nothing but a, like you say, he is a promoter. <laughs> right, right. So people know, yeah. And there's a multiple, over 100-something comedians doing multiple acts. So Jeez. different comics can come back and do another set another time. As okay. long as that show keeps rolling, yeah. right? Just keep yeah. Is there through. a limit on that? Like how many times it can come back? Or I don't like, think so. Okay. We hope not, right? Yeah, we might right. need. We're, then we're hosts. So, yeah. The, yeah. so the fellows here are going for, not only to break the record, but they're going for eight Eight days. So we want to. That was the problem last year with the Wild West Comedy Festival. It's a great festival, but it's all A-listers, and there was very few spots for locals. So I got up at Zany's one night. Um, Brad Edward, uh, Brad Hinterleiter, um, Mike, Mike James. James, all all three guys that are already used by Zany's got to do some shows there. But that was all the local involvement. So it's like, okay, what do we do to expand it and get as much stage time for locals as possible? And <laughs> DJ had this idea for doing this this marathon world record breaking comedy show and I was like we got to do it during the festival that makes the best sense because people are already thinking about already comedy doing it, yeah. Yeah. and here we're providing stage as well this is a, too much stage time yeah you yeah know? <laughs> so uh, so we're starting at the Sunday night two days before the festival legit starts okay with my show's baby squirrel comedy show at the East Room 630 every Sunday so we'll start we'll do that show and then we'll have like a showcase after that and other stuff booked but it just keeps going and we're, we'll end up breaking the record you know like whatever like Wednesday I think we plan to break it around like primetime Wednesday yeah, yeah. And then uh, we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> I thought let's do let's do four no, days. No, let's no, break the yeah. record and Make then quit. It impossible for and then break else. it again next year. And he's yeah. like, nope, let's double it. <laughs> All right, that's crazy. So let's do it. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Everybody and then, and then everybody said, yeah, we can do it. And I'm like, dang it, now we have to. Yeah, yeah. nobody <laughs> has ever said. Everybody's been super supportive. Yeah. Nobody we've talked to has not been supportive of this idea. They all say we're crazy and this is really dumb. Which is a fair observation. Right. That is absolutely true. Yeah. But everybody's supportive of yeah. us being crazy and dumb. So it's always you're crazy, you're dumb. I mean, how do I get on yeah. this? And I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. I'll, help exactly. for, I'll help for ten minutes. You guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, but there's a, there is with the festival especially, but you know, we get the local guys, there's enough to kind of rotate. So are you gonna my question is are you gonna front load the front the first three or four days so absolutely. that you know for sure you're gonna break it? Yes. And like book all those spots first, yep. and then say, well, let's keep it rolling as long as we can after. Yeah, like, you want to do it again? Stick around. Maybe you can go up again Thursday or whatever, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to front load it for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so here's a... Tell, tell everybody listening how they can participate, whether they're able to get here in due time or not. You have oh, that's true. an Indiegogo campaign. Right. We've got to raise money up. to do this. Um, yeah, 8000 8, is a lot just to get the guy here. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a lot of money. We, we set up this Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. Uh, you can get to it at nationalstandup.com slash 
world record. Yeah. And then um, and all the information's there. Cool. But you can straight up buy a spot on the show if you're a comic, whether it's five minutes, ten. You can buy a thirty minute spot, an hour long spot, uh, whatever you want to do. And then uh, and we'll vet those people too. It's not a purely yeah. play to pay situation. We'll we'll look at their videos and make sure that it's not just some idiot in a chicken suit that shows up for last comic standing auditions. Right. right. It's yeah. got to be somebody who can do stand up and is not going to waste <laughs> somebody who's going to come up show. and sing yeah. a song. Yeah. <laughs> None of that. So, we'll vet these people, but that's a good way to get in if we don't know you at all, and that's the only way we're really kind of taking down interest right now because yeah. we got to pay for this thing first. Right. And then um yeah, well, actually brings up a good question. It, does it have to be pure stand-up monologist, or or can musical comedians come in, or magicians that do comedy come in? What's going to be the I think Guinness perspective on that? I think uh, it's technically stand-up. Okay. Yeah. So we we know we can't do like a sketch. Yeah, we can't okay. do we that. can't do improv. But if it's like one a couple people singing a song, but they kind of have monologue-y stuff or whatever beforehand. I think that works. Yeah. Like, Henry Phillips works. Okay. But I don't think, like, um, uh, Cletus T. Judd would. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You uh, just mean in general. I, you, <laughs> well, yeah. Yes, with my sensibility and with the technical Let's show. just go down name for name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For yeah every in or out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So, so if you're listening, you, you can check them out. Nationalstandup.com has a link to the Indiegogo campaign. You can contribute and not attend. Uh, there's T-shirts that are involved. There's a, a whole scale of, of different things and rewards you get uh, for participating. And, you know, if you participate, get on stage. I know you kind of made fun of it in the, in the perks, but you'll be part of a world record, and that yeah. can go on your bio or Absolutely. on your website. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And DJ, at the very beginning, is like, I don't have any credits. Well, he'll have a credit. Yeah. yeah. He was the founder and participant yeah. of the world record being, you know. So it's a little thing, but if you're – I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're into comedy and probably doing some of it. See if you can swing by during that week. And yeah. If, go ahead and, and send a donation now so that they can make it happen. And then we'll figure out how to get you on the show with your donation and your contact information after, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, like, we've got local guys that we're definitely putting on, like, um, and, and people that are from here that uh, have gone on to do other stuff. So, like, Nate Bergazzi is going to do at least an hour at some point. Um, and the Wild West Festival has committed to making sure their comics all come down if they're willing to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, we're going to give them the opportunity, of course. So, like, you know, this year they've booked Lewis Black and they've got. Uh, Joel McHale, they've got like, yeah. all these really great comics, and they might end up coming down to do <laughs> a guest spot or more. <laughs> They'd be crazy not um, to, I would think. Yeah, uh, well, they, they, they've committed that they're going to push it really hard to those guys. And and if somebody told me, like, hey, we're going to break a world record across town, do you want to drop in and just look at these idiots? If not, do five minutes. I would absolutely do it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't I can't promote that they will definitely be there, but I think they're all going to come. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. They probably, they're, hopefully. They're going to come. <laughs> I think, yeah, once the first two or three do it, they all go. Oh, we gotta get in on this thing. Yeah, so it's it's just, just getting yeah, the ball yeah. rolling. It's like watching a car wreck. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have to slow down for eight days. What a really slow car wreck where you can only see the person. <laughs> yeah, the one person in front of you. Yeah. yeah, and we do need eight people or ten people in the crowd at all times as audience members. So okay, so like we are selling tickets and eight day passes to the show, so you can come yeah. and go as you please. And we really would love people to. Just show up. That's you crazy. Know, we need yeah. that. It's a lot of moving parts, but you know we've, we've got some listeners, I think, that can yeah. get in on this. Yeah. And there's enough that are close by. I hope you guys come down and do some sets. If not, contribute for sure. Yeah. And uh, and we'll keep you updated as it goes along. You yeah. know, We'll mention for the sure. next few podcasts oh, yeah, yeah, leading yeah, yeah, up yeah. to yeah. it. And, and maybe um, 
it would be advantageous for me and Gavin to set up a little podcast room down there at some point. Oh, that'd be cool. For sure, and, yeah. and get some we of the people going through that. the contest. And yeah. Maybe get you guys back on the midst of it when sure. you're loopy and you can't see straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is going great. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be awesome. We're going to try to live stream the whole thing online. So if you do live somewhere weird, you can tune in and watch us whenever you want to yeah. see somebody in agony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, towards the end when you're in, you're just crying. and just yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that won't be on stage. Yeah. See so us bring somebody who's mad they have to go up at 6 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Half well, out of our minds. <laughs> you know, I want to do kids' shows and, um, and and shows specifically for elderly people, too. Like So I want to oh, do like right. an early morning show for geezers who get up and think that's a good time of the day to be awake. You know? But so if you have a kid's stand-up comic kind of thing, you could have a bunch of kids in there. I totally want to do that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, John Christman, if you're listening up in Lexington, bring <laughs> a couple of your kids from the open mic down. Yeah, and get them on stage up here. Yeah, that'd uh, be cool. It'd be a good time. Well, it's pretty exciting. I know we're going to pitch that's in, awesome. and we're going to get a good chunk of the former students to get on stage. And cool. You know, we'll talk about that, but we'll get a, you just give me a chunk of time, three hours yeah. or whatever. And we'll, <laughs> we'll line them up, knock it out, let them do ten minutes apiece, and yeah. maybe do it twice or something. They, they all want to get on stage, and they all uh, they'll do all right. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got some guys. I don't know, when you see my dudes out and about, are they doing okay? Yeah, I mean, I go to your graduation shows because I always want to see people, and then... and they're, you know, and I love it because they're, they seem to understand the fundamentals. It's not I'm not having to s- pull them out of, you know, the show and explain to them how setups and punchlines work. Right, right. And that's nice, you know. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, they good. get a little, little head start, run and jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Gavin's the exception. He's still... Uh, <laughs> he does fine. I've seen him out at Mike's and stuff. He does yeah, fine. I, I, I love it. I love it. And the, and the class does help, so... Absolutely. It's, it's been cool. It's been cool. And it's cool to see, the, you know, I haven't seen DJ in a while. <laughs> what do you think about that improv class? Was it? Did we have a... I'm trying to think of the group you were with this a while back. I know. It's been so long, I don't even remember anything about it. That's the great thing about improv is there's no memorization. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. reaction and being positive. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, well, we'll keep you guys abreast of this. Make sure you go check it out. Um, let's give out the websites and Twitters, however you want people to follow you. Chad, why don't you start? Uh, I'm at chadryden.com, R-I-D-E-N. And uh, my Twitter handle is chadryden. That's uh, very confusing for people. Uh, but then, yeah, everywhere. If, yeah. You, if you search for Chad Ryden, I'm that guy. You're the one. Except for there's also another Chad Ryden. Uh, he's a defense military contractor. <laughs> and he also runs marathons. And I'm sure he really hates Google search results for Chad Ryden. Yeah, that's that's great. DJ, you got a Twitter? Where you oh, like yeah, I've got a Twitter. Haha. <laughs> oh, look, my Twitter's so confusing. All right, here we go. My Twitter is at, at bat on a cat hat. <laughs> so dumb because I want it to be hard to find. You gotta work well, to find me succeeded. on the internet. <laughs> Say that again. At 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 bat on a cat hat. So it's the at six sign and the the word at. Yes. Maybe. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's the dumbest. I would just use your name. What is no. wrong with you? Uh. Would I be doing a show for eight days if there was something right with me? <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Uh, that's it. Well, I'm going to try to type that in. I'll try to put it in our show notes, or I might just put a picture of a cat with a bat. You guys <laughs> that's awesome. That. Well, thanks, Cryptic, thanks yeah. a lot for stopping by, and good yeah, luck with everything going us. on. This yeah. is exciting. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned 
Stay focused and stay money.